and welcome to episode 158 of No Crying in Baseball, the man, baseball is fun, wow, episode. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. So, so much fun. So much fun. So two two things that come to my mind when you said so much fun. First is, I got to say, world champion Washington Nationals again. We're recording on, what day is it? It's Monday night. It's Monday. It's the day without baseball. The, yeah. So... Things might change. You know, you might not hear this until after somebody else has won the World Series, in which case this statement is dated. But I'm going to take full advantage of it. I'm wearing my Nats gear and I'm going to remember how much fucking fun we had last year when the Nats won. We sure did. I got my World Series hoodie on right now trying to relive those days. Can I tell you what else I did to relive the old days? You might get a kick out of this. Please. I went back in time and I listened to our very first World Series wrap-up episode. Oh my god. Which was wow. a total of 19 minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was right after the 2017 Astros Dodgers World Series and we're a little bit hilarious. Some of it holds up, some of it does not, but the important thing is it ends with you singing about Mr. Morton. Oh wow. That, and that's hysterical because now he's on another team also in the World Series. Everything old is new again. So it, here's here's a promise. If the Rays end up winning, you know, against our, our predictions, I will sing about Mr. Morton again. I would like that very much. Hey, um, I have a question for you. We asked this before, but now it's really a serious question. How was Hunter Pence never a no crying in baseball boyfriend? Did you see what he did this past week? No. After game four? Okay, fill me in. So, okay, so game four was the one with the crazy ending, which we're going to talk about in excruciating detail shortly. Yeah, it was so much fun. But so Hunter Pence, the the thing I don't like about what he did was he was out at a restaurant in San Francisco. So he was dining inside a restaurant out in public. Okay. But at the end of game four, when the Rays won, he bought shots (gasps) for everybody in the restaurant. Oh! To celebrate the Rays win and the Dodgers loss. So, you know, how, how, how is it never a boyfriend? He's, maybe he could be like a boyfriend emeritus or something, or a, maybe we need a new category. Right. Yeah, I think we do. So retire, I don't know, out of the, out of the loop boyfriends. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have suggestions for that, please get a hold of us on social media. We'll tell you how later, but like, how do we um, capture the, the joy that is people that should have been our boyfriend, but we somehow missed who now mm-hmm. no longer play in the major leagues. <laughs> the joy that should have been our boyfriend. Yeah. So the, the last thing that I thought of though, when you said man, baseball is fun is we've got to soak up every fucking minute of it this week because it is fleeting, at least in this country. And I'll get to that at the end of the show. So sure enough. Yeah. So on today's show, chaos makes baseball better. We've got unlikely heroes. We've got team spirit. We've got vocabulary lessons and some settings of records. We've got our World Series boyfriends. We won a bet. And that ties into our conversation about international baseball. Woo-woo. Yeah. So chaos, man. I mean, yeah, like we talked about how, you know, the Dodgers are you know, strong and steady and all of this. But if they win, and they're, you know, that's, that's, they're still my, my assumption that they're going to win. That's just because things went the way they were supposed to. But isn't baseball more fun when things surprise you? Yeah. I, and the, the Rays just are the party team. You know, they're, the, they're just totally out there. And there are so many just vibrant characters who are having fun. And I think that's the cool thing is that, you know, this is a tense situation, right? You're in the World Series. But they're having fun. They look like they're really like enjoying it. And that makes it better for me, right? 
Right. And they've got an unlikely hero. So Brett Phillips, who, who's a name that you all know now, had the, you know, the crazy ending to game four. And he's got a lot of boyfriend potential. And let me tell you a couple things about him. So number one, he's got like this, this childhood dream come true thing that happened. He grew up a race fan. He grew up very close to Tampa. Right. And he, so he had like, you know, those backyard, you know, pretending you're, you know, on the Rays in the World Series and you're winning it. And he did. Right. He was acquired from the Royals in August. So he's another one of these new guys on the team. Right. That's making an impact. He was not on the roster for the ALCS. So he he decided he needed a job. So they had an extra pitcher. They picked it. They used an extra pitcher um, in, on their roster, so there wasn't room for him. But he was still in the dugout. Huh. So he decided he was going to be a coach. He was going to be the keep it simple coach, the keep it simple guy. So you may have seen pictures of him with a clipboard holding up signs that say things like "Randy is a good player." That's so cute. So he would run around with a clipboard saying, "Okay, see the ball, hit the ball," and he would make like really <laughs> like like very simple, very broad. But he was like the he was like a cheerleader in the dugout. You know, he was doing his coach thing and having a great time. So his family was not in the postseason bubble because he didn't play for a lot of the postseason, right? So they oh. they so they were able to come to Game Four. They they flew in from everywhere, including his wife, who just married last year in November, so not even a year yet, and they were in the stands. But they couldn't actually spend time together because they weren't inside the bubble. And his wife and a couple of family members actually left before the end of the game because it was so freaking cold in the stadium because, you know, they're from Florida and it was Texas <laughs> and it was in the 50s. So hello, my friends, come to Fenway Park in April. Now it's park in April. We're wearing parkas. Right. right. So, but anyway. But anyway, so they left because, you know, he, he wasn't playing. Right. And then, you know, he comes on yeah. at the end of the eighth as a pinch runner and then ends up, you know batting last batter of the game so another good story about this is so tom verducci you know one of the the sports journalists you know he's one of the, mm -hmm. the commentators on air for for um, the world series said that the day before uh, game three was his birthday it was tom verducci's birthday and brett phillips ran over and gave him an autographed brett phillips world series baseball and he That's said so hang cute. on to it because if i hit a if i had a, a, a walk-off if there's a walk-off <laughs> victory this is going to be worth something and of course the next day he did so wow. that's fun and then you know, at the end of the game, when that's he was the right. hero, you know, I saw him drop to his knees and I thought he was going to do like a little prayer thing. It looked to me like he was doing a little prayer thing. It turns out he was out of control. He was dehydrated. His heart rate was like 140. So I think he actually kind of collapsed. When he went back into the, the clubhouse, they gave him an IV to rehydrate him. His Holy heart rate was shit. 140. Like he was a mess, but he was like so amped up and so dehydrated. He was actually a little bit dangerous. He had like a spiking migraine when he went back into the, uh, back into the clubhouse. <laughs> when he came out of all this and was feeling better, he had 500 texts waiting for him. He stayed up till four in the morning answering every single one. Oh, my and God. A, and a bunch of them were from like old teammates like Whit Merrifield and Adam Wainwright and a bunch of guys whose names, you know, who told him things like you deserve this and you were a good teammate. And he said those you were a good teammate ones were the ones that meant the most to him. Aww. So like my heart is totally breaking because this guy, I mean, like he's he they brought him on because he's fast you know, so he could be like a pinch runner and like, you know, a little bit of defense, right. but like, like, you know, not because he's going to be that guy. And he ended up being that guy. And I swear to God, he, this quote that made all the, the news was this. And this is like a, it's a killer. It's like, just keep dreaming big kids of an opportunity like this, having an unrelenting belief that it will happen. And it does. Things like this happen. I love this guy.
He is adorable. He he did the airplane thing, right? He did the airplane thing. So it was his hit that got a Rosarena in. So there's there's so many things I love about Phillips. Like the airplane thing, super cute. The dance off that we talked about, I think it was last week between him and Rosarena. Phillips is he was the one who scored first in the dance off. And there was this interview with Kike Hernandez by uh, Kevin Millar on, oh shit, I forget what the program's called, but he had to pick his dance team and he picked Brett Phillips <laughs> over Rosarena. So I don't know, I'm still waiting for that final dance off, but oh my God, what an adorable guy. And then there's that video of him with the mom jokes with um, Will Smith. That is fucking hysterical. And we're going to have to link that because and it's kind of funny. It was when they were both on the Brewers and now Will Smith is with the Dodgers and Brent Phillips with the with the Rays. And his laugh is it's like a Horshack, like a like a Arnold Horshack. It's laugh. a snort. And I when I really get going, I do that same laugh where it's like a big <gasps> And then nothing because like you, you can't get any sound out because you're too, you're working too hard. I, I do that laugh. And one of the best things, like every article I read that was a profile about Brett Phillips had a link to something like that. He's known for his laugh and linked to the mom joke thing. Or he's known for being, you know, this, this sideline cheerleader. And like, they all had a link to his spirit and his joy. And he's sort of like the new Mr. Smile. Oh, yeah. You know, this is like the postseason version of Mr. Smile. Absolutely. Yeah, well, although Arosa Reina is totally, you know, up up there with the smile. Like that shot when he slid into home and and it was totally a gymnastics routine, right? Coming from third base, he did His a tuck tumble. and roll. Uh-huh. He, he, like he recovered. And then I love the overhead shot where you just see him sort of sliding in from the side with the big smile. And that's why, you know, I, I adore Arosa Reina. You, you may not have reason. noticed yet, but I, I changed our... Um, no crying in baseball Facebook profile picture to that, to Arisa Reina sliding into home with a big smile on his face because I care about you and you should have that. That is so sweet. That makes me very happy. That is such a good scene. And then him like smashing on that. So that, I mean, the Rays are totally, uh, you know, winning my heart in so many ways on this. And then there's Willie Adames who's uh, on second and he has not been, performing on the field, but he has been such a spirit. And we were texting and shit, I totally put my phone in somewhere else, but we both noticed his cheerleader presence on the side, that he's he's out there like cheering people on and totally that spirit. And what I didn't see but read about was him hugging Mookie Betts when Mookie stole second base, <laughs> which just seems totally bizarre. But apparently the two have a history that Adames, um, his first game was apparently against the Red Sox and both he and Mookie went yard and they bonded over both getting home runs, even though it was Adamus's very first and it was his very first game. And they've like stayed in touch ever since, which shows you, you know, Mookie Betts, my boyfriend one of my very first and uh, forever in in my heart boyfriends that he's such a nice guy and they and they hugged at second base I just think that's such like a sweet scene just say the a word so we can drink okay they're adorable they're actually both adorable mm-hmm those of you late to the podcast, the drinking game is is this. Potty Mouth um, frequently, well, less so now because now there's a rule against it, uses the word adorable <laughs> in a sports context, which I am adamantly against. So I decided to punish Potty Mouth by making both of us drink. When that's yeah, that, not, not a punishment, okay. but that's okay. But it makes things much more entertaining on the show, I think. <laughs> sure rel- enough. Relatively. Hey, 
so a lot of records have been like set and broken, and your pal Rosarena has done his share of those. Yeah, so last week we talked about him going for the hits record and that he was challenging the the rookie hits. That's all we were talking about rookie last week. Rookie postseason. Right, right. And the fact that his season was so short that his postseason and the season were really marrying each other. But now he's just crashed everything. He's broken the postseason hits record with 27 and postseason home run record with nine. And there are still, you know, at least one more game, maybe two. So I'm wondering how much it's going to go. So it was, it was two postseason hit records. One of them was the right. Jeter rookie record, but the higher one was, was the Sandoval record. He broke that one, too. That was just total hits. doesn't matter who did it. Yeah, and he's a rookie, and this is crazy. So I, I'm adoring this guy, and I can't wait to talk more about him in the off season. So, dear listeners, stay with us when we cho- choose our baseball boyfriends from next year. You are going to hear a lot more about Arisa Reyna, I think. I think you will, too. And so some of these records, some naysayers, people who don't like fun, will say, hmm. well, you know, the playoffs are expanded. There were more games. So when, you know, someone has oh, right. the most of these or the most of huh. those. But in, in a Rosarena's case, I mean, he broke. A, well, you know, he had two more games. He had basically two more games, but he didn't home run either of those games. Right. Like in the, in the, in the, in the wild card thing. So, yeah. But some of them, some of these records have nothing to do with number of games played. Like the, like the whole crazy game four, there were runs scored in eight consecutive half innings, right? That's got nothing to do with an expanded wow. postseason. That was within one game, both teams scored in like every inning for eight consecutive half innings, which is nuts, right? It's totally nuts. Um, Austin Barnes of the Dodgers. Yes, we're going to talk about the Dodgers a little bit too. Equal, not, no, <laughs> oh, they're yeah, not as fun. Team. We'll get there. We'll get well, there. You mentioned you mentioned Pookie. I mean, yeah. So so Austin Barnes on on the Dodgers in Game Three was the second player ever to hit a home run and a safety squeeze. I was in, so hoping you would talk about this <laughs> in, in a World Please Series game. Help and me. Just, just, I will. And but just to like give it a little of the fairy taleness that we gave to Brett Phillips. Austin Barnes grew up as a Dodger fan. He, you know, grew up close to there. So, like, these guys are, you know, they're having, they're playing for the World Series for the team that they grew up loving as, from kids, from when they were kids, which I love. That's beautiful. All right. So, safety squeeze, right? It's not that thing you put on the tube of toothpaste to make sure that you get everything out, the safe, no? N- no, that's the economic okay. squeeze. Gotcha. Oh, no, that's what we're all suffering right now. The economic <laughs> squeeze. Sorry. Okay. So when you hear the word squeeze in baseball land, that means a bunt is involved. And a lot of people are naysayers and they don't like the bunt. Well, those people don't know what's, go- what's good because small ball is so much more exciting. And, you know, think about like what are the, the plays so far that we're going to remember from this World Series? The home runs were a lot of fun. There have been a boatload of home runs. But we're going to remember the crazy ending to Game 4, which involved like, you know, a single and some errors and, you know. And we're oh going to remember, like, Margot trying to steal home. We're gonna, a lot of things mm-hmm. like that that were not home runs. So Austin Barnes hits what's called a safety squeeze, right? So a squeeze play is a bunt that you do when there's somebody on third. So your bunt is designed to get that runner home, right? And you're probably it's probably going to be a sacrifice, which means you're going to get thrown out. So the idea is, look, I'm a shiny thing over here running to first. Throw me mm-hmm. out guy from third is going to score. If it's a safety squeeze, the guy on third is going to get a little bit of a lead, like his normal lead, and he's going to go as soon as the ball is hit, 
right? So the ball's going to get hit first. So he's going to have less time to get home because he's waiting until the ball is hit, which is why it's, it's a more of a sure thing because the ball's hit. He can see the ball's going to be in play, okay. right? So that's the safety part of it. There's a suicide squeeze, which is that the runner from third starts going while the pitcher is still in their windup. So it could end up poorly. It could end up poorly. So they're going. So if it works, you get a, you have more time to get home because that ball is still going yeah. home, right? And you're getting that head start, but it's riskier. So usually that's the kind of thing you'll see much later in the game when like you're behind and you really, you're a little bit more desperate. So what Austin Barnes did was a safety squeeze. There was a guy on first. There was a guy on third. He laid down a perfect bunt down the first baseline. Hmm. which got the guy on third, was Bellinger, I think, got him home to score. So that was fun baseball. It's it's an interesting strategy. It's exciting to watch because a lot of things happen at one time, and I like that. And I like new vocabulary words. I think that's fun. <laughs> I'm here for you for that. So another one of the um, the records that was set was Kershaw um, is now the owner of the most postseason strikeouts record. And wow. he was involved in that crazy play where Margot of the race tried to steal home. Right. You had a fun fact about that. Stealing home in the World Series is not a thing. That, yeah. It, the last time that it happened was 2002 with the Angels. So I guess I, don't, I wonder if they've been in there since then with Brad Fulmer. Yeah, it doesn't happen a lot. So Margot, I, that's courageous. That's just totally courageous to go for it. And he was so close. And he had just <laughs> and the, this, the crazy part would he had just stolen third. By like, and it was challenged, and he had barely gotten it. And to be so close with home, oh man! I still I think stealing home. I I think challenging that was worth it because I still yeah. think he it was it was pretty close. I kind of so think he close. might have done it, but so interestingly, the reason that Kershaw executed that play so well was because he and Muncie, who plays first for the Dodgers, have talked about this, right? So Kershaw's a left-handed hitter, so he faces first base. So he's told Muncie in the past, hey, if somebody's going, you have to let me know because I'm looking the other way. And yep. so Muncie was yep. on top of that, and he's, he's yelling, step off, step off, step off. So he was able to do that. And the step off was important because here's your other vocabulary lesson. You've heard balk. And I always think I sort of know what a balk is, but not really. And the reason Kershaw had to step off was so he wouldn't, so balk wouldn't be called. And if a balk is called, everybody on base gets to advance one, which would have meant the guy on third, Marco, would have scored, right? So a balk is a movement by a pitcher that looks like it's part of the actual pitching process, but then the pitch itself isn't thrown. So right. if he's stepping right. towards home or if, if there's something in his movement that looks like he's going to pitch and then he just doesn't let go of the ball, it is a balk. It's an illegal move. You can't do that. If you need to step off of the rubber, the strip that they stand on, you can't do it. You know how they have like, you know, as they start to pitch, one foot sort of like up, you know, coming up in the air, right, mm -hmm. to step forward. And the other one's sort of anchored on the, the rubber. The one on the rubber is called the pivot foot. You have to step off with that foot in order for it to not be a balk, because the foot that's kind of going to be up in the air, that movement can be construed as you pitching. So even though, though, he's throwing a guy out at home, it couldn't be a pitch. It had to be a throw. Is that the deal? Pretty much. Pretty much. That's bizarre. Wow. So, so if you, it's really hard to see because he does it so fast, but he backs up. He steps off backwards off of the rubber using his pivot foot that first move he does it super fast and then he lets go of the ball and he hits you know it's 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 right on target but he had he had the presence of mind to think about all of that because he thought about it before he had thought it through before and he just needed Muncie to cue him that it was going to happen 
That's wild. And that and that's, you know, if anybody had been on the mound besides Kershaw, you know, talk about experience, especially it's a fucking World Series experience. Kershaw's got it. Right. So any who else would have had that kind of wherewithal, that kind of, you know, centeredness to be able to pull that off? And I, I really I, I rewatched that play so many times to try to see him like make those moves. And it's so freaking fast. The fact that he did it right and the fact that the umpires could tell that he did that right. Wow. So uh, it's, it's, it's amazing. So uh, there was a lot of upheaval because he was pulled after 21 batters and he was still pitching very well in game four. But here's the thing. So the, the idea behind it was actually pretty good. So they had said going in, he was going to pitch, tw- he was going to face 21 batters. And so he did, no question about it. And Dave Roberts wanted to make the rest of the game his responsibility and not Kershaw's because of all of the hell Kershaw's been through. Yeah. In the postseason, oh he didn't want him to like pitch until he it went wrong, and then yeah. have it be pinned on him again. And so he said, "Okay, so I'm we're gonna pull him. We agreed to go at this time. We're gonna go at this time. Doesn't matter what else is going on. And that way, whatever happens is on me and not on him." Which I thought was kind of an interesting, you know, way to way to go about it. And it worked. It ended up working. Yeah. But yikes! Both of these managers just have such a, a calm, thoughtful presence. And I know Cash is like, you know, hyper analytic, but both of them are pretty chill dudes when it comes down to it. You know, I, I, f- I really feel like they've, they've got their plan. They want to make everybody in their team feel secure that they know what the plan is. And they've got that good rapport. And they're going to get second guessed by the whole rest of the world anyway. Right. So do what you think is the right thing to do. Yeah. And actually, here's a really good time for me to add that little tidbit that I texted to you, which is that they both played for the Red Sox on World Series teams. Both of whom? Who, who do you mean? Uh, uh, both managers. Ah, both, both, both managers. Dave Roberts in, 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 of course, 04, where he, you know, is one of the key players for, for winning that series. And um, also Kevin Cash was in 07. He was the backup catcher. So... And and Roberts was a, was basically you know pinch runner pinch hitter so they weren't you know the the starting lineup kind of folks but they were both on World Series teams with the Red Sox so I feel happy if either one wins. <laughs> well, now's a good time for our yeah. predictions. Okay, so okay. we we are recording this um, basically with two games to go, right? So if we're going to call it a best of three now, the Dodgers are up one to nothing in the best of three. So who you got? I'm still thinking Dodgers. I love watching the Rays. They're so much fun. Um, I do feel like the Dodgers are just so due. They, and, they, and they really pulled it off last night in game five. Um, I don't know. I think I, I agree that I think it's going to be the Dodgers because the Dodgers have this whole strong and steady. I mean, the whole like Seager, Turner, Muncie trifecta, mm-hmm. those three guys in a row are are unstoppable right now. And then uh, we'll talk about our boyfriends in a minute. But like the whole Peterson, Kiki Hernandez, like trading off bonus is amazing. And I, I think they are they're predictably good. I think yeah. the, the Rays are more fun to watch because they're unpredictable. But also, I wouldn't put money down on that. Now, I don't have any money to put down on it anyway. <laughs> but I think, you know, I, I just I got to go for something that's a little close to the sure thing. Although in my heart, I would love to see the Rays do it because they are such a good time. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. I want to tell you a very quick thing. Um, there is a guy whose name is Pete Seat. Isn't that a great name? Pete Seat. He mm-hmm. is famous for having gone to 15 straight World Series, attending a game in uh, 15. So nice. when... When this one looked like, you know, 
you can't, no one can go before they decided to have mm-hmm. fans there. He's like, well, all right, this is, this is not good, but I understand if no one's going that I can't go. And one of his friends said, you should write to the commissioner of baseball. So he wrote to Rob Manfred basically for an excused absence. And he wow. got a letter back. He got a personal letter back. That talked about, you know, him going to like uh, these many, many years and, you know, it's understandable and we, you know, we're looking forward to seeing you next year and, and all of this. And he ended up getting to go, he, you know, he, he had like 20 friends all with like the speed dial and the, you know, in the waiting room on, on you know, the internet and all of the stuff. And then, and he did get tickets. He did get That's tickets. Nice. But um, yeah, but he got an excused absence just in case. I was hoping you were going to say that Manfred sent him a ticket. Like that I would think be the he right was thing hoping, to do. I think he was hoping for that too. It may have been before they actually had tickets, but I don't know. I don't yeah. know. So we've been talking about boyfriends kind of going by, but that's our thing on this podcast. If you happen to be tuning in for the first time, we each pick a guy per team per year because they're cool and we identify with them. So we have some from the World Series teams that we've been following. And I realized that, I have a shit ton of Dodgers, like on a good night, you know, when the lineup is right, I have four out of nine Dodgers are my former boyfriends or present boyfriend. One of them is present. And then the former ones, it's because Mookie Betts used to be on the Red Sox and he, you know, came over. But four out of nine is not bad. Yeah, so I, often I will text Potty Mouth, "Hey, it's the Potty Mouth Boyfriend Show tonight," <laughs> because they're they're all they're all crucial, really, to these victories by and the Dodgers. And they've been doing well. And I've got to watch the Dodgers boyfriends because I have zero Rays boyfriends. I have Tsutsugo, who shows up once in a while as an attempted pinch hit, but I just he just did not come through this year in the way that we had all anticipated. I'm hoping it's that like hangover year, over adjusting to this country from Japan and maybe he'll he'll come around but those Dodgers guys so okay we get to talk about Dodgers for a while Justin Turner first inning home run back-to-back games like what the is that's amazing that's crazy and is I, that I think, also a record I think that's a record too isn't I, it I think so I th- like I can't imagine anybody else would have done that consecutive playoff games so Yay, Justin Turner. I, the, the funniest, um, I, I think it didn't come through in our text, but I was commenting on Margot's facial hair. We were both commenting on his his beard that just needs a, a little bit of a trim. It just needs a little bit in control. And I said that aloud to Mr. Pottymouth, and the camera was on Margot when he had just stolen third. And, it, and I said, he needs to get his beard under control. And then the next image was Justin Turner, and I said, all right, <laughs> so hold my beer. Like his his looks trimmed up though. I think I think Justin. But it's Turner's much ha- longer than Margot's. Like for yeah, sure. yeah. But it's much neater than we're used to. I think he doesn't yeah. look like he's from you know north of the wall in Game of Thrones like he used to. <laughs> yeah. That, well, yeah, and I don't understand that reference, but I'll just laugh at it anyway. I did notice, however, when his helmet fell off, that his hair, like in the back and on the on the chin, is sort of like making up for stuff that is maybe not staying in the, like kind of like Mr. Potty Mouth, you know? Oh, 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 he's not going to like that. (laughs) Oh shit. I can't believe I said that. Sorry, hon. Potty Um, Mouth's been drinking. (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is almost the end of my second beer. Max Muncy. How about Max Muncy? Look, shiny thing. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's an, that's my boyfriend from this year. He's the guy that I picked this year, and he had not been doing well this year. And luckily, we didn't do our fantasy baseball because that would have kind of screwed me a little bit. But he has totally lit up in the in the World Series, and uh, in Game Five, he went two for three with a home run, and he has three home runs in the postseason, which is you know pretty respectable. I mean, sure not is. a Randy Rosarena, but hey, why not? My other two guys that I have had in the past, these are former boyfriends, Kike Hernandez, who I really wish I had held on to just for the character. I mean, talk about like that energy to keep your team going. He's the guy who's standing literally on the rail of the dugout, you know, cheering at folks. And he had that interview with Kevin Millar talking about his dance team. And he dislocated Cody Bellinger's shoulder with that. I'm all for that. (laughs) So. I just got to say, like, you know, just Kike's energy out there. And I, I hope he shows up every game. And then, you know, my last guy was was Mookie Betts, who I had when he was on the Red Sox for two years. Right. I kept him our first two seasons and then he moved to the Dodgers. And I thought I just can't. It's kind of like he did with Rendon when he moved to the Angels. It's, it's just hard to bring a boyfriend cross teams. But he continues to just do everything like his crazy catches and his hitting and his stealing. And I'm wondering, talking about records, I'm wondering if Mookie Betts is the only guy that has won a taco in two different teams for two different world series because he got tacos from Taco Bell in 2018. No, 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 no. He didn't get tacos. The entire country got tacos. He got us tacos. He got us tacos. He was the taco conduit to get us tacos. Yes. Steal a base, steal a taco TM as they say. Yeah. I think he is the only double taco earner. Yeah. Last year it was Trey Turner. So I think, I think it's it. And, and he was my boyfriend too. I've got taco boyfriends. Look at these taco boyfriends. You do. And what team did Trey Turner play for? Say it. Say the whole thing. The world champion Washington Nationals sniff. <laughs> hey, I had some boyfriends too. And they're starting to show up. Brandon Lau had the slump in the whole beginning of the, of the playoffs that was just heart-wrenching. He was leaving everything to Rosarena to like take care of. Like, here, you do all the hitting. I, I can't do it right now. So after game one, where he went 0 for 4 in game one of the World Series, he asked Ooh. Kevin Cash to pitch to him for batting practice. He sort of like, you know, jokingly fired his normal, you know, batting practice pitcher and said, I, I, I need you to do this. Um, and the, the thing that I read about it, his quote was, I'm tired of effing sucking. And oh, that's a great quote. I don't know what he means. I don't know what the effing means, but I'm sure some of you can like figure out what the whole word mm-hmm. was. I, I can't figure out what he took off there. But so he had Kevin Cash pitch to him. He tried to like figure out what was wrong, what was wrong. The next game, game two, two home runs. Yeah, that was all low. And that's that- when Mr. Pottymouth turned to me and said, isn't it low? And I was like, have you not been listening to our podcast? Patty's been saying this. Yeah, it, it's so true. It's so true. And then in, in game four, he hit a three run go ahead home run. And then Jack Peterson, my Dodgers boyfriend, hit a two RBI go ahead single like right after that. So my boyfriends were sort of dueling as the leads went back and forth for a little while. But Jack Peterson showed up. He had been in a little bit of a slump as well. And he in the past has been famous for Jacktober for being great in the playoffs. And he kind of wasn't. And now he is. He had this, you know, go ahead two RBIs in game four. And then he hit a home run last night in game five. And Jack Peterson has been sort of um, going back and forth with Kike Hernandez. One of them will start and then one of them will go in later. And they're 
they both seem to be thriving with that. They both seem yeah. to be doing very well. So that's yeah, a little bit of a boyfriend teamwork. We have to appreciate that. That's a healthy relationship. I, I like think that. so. When we talk about boyfriends, I just wanted to mention a never going to be a boyfriend that I had forgotten about until one of the resting pitch face people had tweeted about it. And that is Julio Rios, who's one of the Dodgers pitchers and actually might be starting one of the last two games. Last year, 2019, he had a 2020-day, which seems pretty light, suspension for a for domestic abuse allegation. He pushed an unidentified woman, but it's domestic abuse, so I'm guessing it's somebody that he knew and has a relationship with in a parking lot after a, quote, altercation. There were no charges filed, partly because she denied everything, despite the fact that there was witnesses and video. So that tells you a lot about... Domestic violence issues, you know, it's just the, the pressure that is on is is really just difficult, difficult, super difficult. He did agree to do a 52-week program in counseling, and he had to have no more incidences within a year to not have official police charges pushed against him. So it's not on the record is what that comes down to. So... Typically, we don't choose pitchers as boyfriends anyway. We choose a group of pitchers. But when we choose that group of pitchers, like we say we're taking Dodgers pitching, we have to narrow it down. And so we would yeah. definitely narrow it down so that he would not be a part of that. Yep. Yeah. And and the thing is, there's also the yes, somebody's got to live and learn and there's always the question of what does that mean? And I just don't know. You know, it's it's hard to say. I just don't know. But I feel like these stories can't be forgotten at the same time. So That's right. we, we all need to learn from them. And he's just because of that, he's going to be on the never going to be a boyfriend list. I, I'm hoping that things have gotten better. But I think we need to remember these stories as we go along. And also to make it clear just how many of these stories there are. Yeah. Right. This, unfortunately, is not unusual. So we're going to try to tell you about them as we learn about them. So you see that, you know, baseball may be America's pastime, but it's not immune to it's not, you know, all, all of these terrible things also happen, even in America's sport. Yeah. So we're going to hope for the best. And we're going to go away from the World Series for a moment. Over Wait, there's to, other baseball? There's other baseball. And actually, the other baseball is pretty damn well timed. So we're, this is Monday night. The World Series might end tomorrow night on Tuesday or it might end tomorrow night on Wednesday. You know what I, th- I realized <laughs> is either, either way, you're going to be partly right. Because you said from the very get-go, I believe, Dodgers in seven. So either... It will be Dodgers winning in six, or you'll have it totally, and it'll be Dodgers in seven or Rays in seven. So either way, you get part of that correct. I like the way you work that math to make me be right. I appreciate that. And you also worked some other math to get uh, to win us a bet. Yes. That was hard, much harder math. Here we go to CPBL. It's been a crazy week in Taiwan. And I've been very tense, but we won the bet that the Lions made it to the Taiwan series, which is hysterical. So go back to, I don't know, episode something, we'll put it in the notes, where we interviewed Clive Sue, and he said that the Lions were not going to make it. And I was pretty adamant. So 
we get two signed baseballs. And here's the funny part, though. So we were supposed to get um, one for Patty from Dimple Cannon, who is a fantastic player on the Monkees, which was your team of choice, who was, you know, I was not choosing to go on. And I was supposed to be getting a Josh Renicky baseball. Well, somehow the Renicky ball disappeared. And, and no. Clive is not totally clear on the, how that happened. Like, I think he doesn't know if his co-host had it or whatever, but he didn't have any more Lions games for the rest of the season. So he asked me if I would like a monkey ball. And so it's kind of, it's kind of sweet that, you know, for our reward for the Lions going into the Taiwan season where, series, <laughs> we're both getting monkey balls. So Isn't I'm that getting that movie what- with Brad Pitt? That Michael Lewis book, Monkey Ball? <laughs> Monkey Ball. I think that should be like the sequel. It totally should. So I'm getting one for Nunu, who's the guy that I wanted to fix you up with anyway. And I think he's just super sweet. It was pretty amazing how the Lions pulled it off, though, because they had to first win against the Guardians, who were they were tied up with. And Tim Melville, who I adore, he's just he's got so much great spirit. He's the guy who posted his own video of him dancing during quarantine when he was in the hotel room for two weeks. And since then, he's totally lived up to being the dancer. Like his MVB dance is just classic. And he went a full game against the Guardians. The Guardians had their ace pitcher, Henry Sosa, also known as an excellent barber, by the way. There's great like barber footage of Henry Sosa cutting his teammates' hair. Oh, good to know. So, yeah. Especially so useful go- if they ever have to go back to quarantine. That, right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Melville st- stuck in there a full game. I was blown away. So after that, the Lions had to face the brothers, who were the champions for the first half of the season, and their ace pitcher, pitcher Jose de Paula, and Teddy Stankowitz, who you can probably pronounce way better than me, uh, won three to two over the brothers. And the coolest thing, I mean, I love the Taiwan celebrations. I love the cheerleading. I love the way that the fans get totally into it. They had a team victory dance when they won. The team danced for their fans. Like, how much would we love to see the Dodgers dance for us if they win? Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Well, I'd rather see the Rays dance because we know they've got the moves. I mean, we know Kike's got moves, but I don't know about the rest of of the Dodgers. I think they're too cool for, for school. But the Rays, I think, could probably give the Lions a run for their money. That would be so cool. I would love to see that. So I'm super happy that the Lions are going to the Taiwan Series, and it conveniently starts after the World Series is over. Perfect. So it's next weekend. Our game's one and two, and then Tuesday through Thursday, or three through five if necessary. It's four out of seven. And then the following weekend. Uh, To be determined on the English coverage, though. Uh-oh. It's being discussed. So I am very hopeful. Hello, 11 Sports out there. We want English language coverage on Twitter. It would be very lovely. And so, folks, if you are actually, if you're interested in watching this and you do not have connections, like if they do not put it on on Twitter, please let me know because I might have a backdoor route for you. Just just send me a, send me a note on Twitter. And then over in Korea. And so I've gotten lucky, like maybe I didn't make my my picks right in the MLB, but I picked somehow miraculously. The you know, t- you're the- like my kid playing Monopoly, no matter how ridiculous <laughs> the move seemed to be, always beats me. I always end up in tears. It's Well, it's 
I'm the other side of the world though. Like I'm not, I'm not good on this side. So I'm sort of on the, the other side monopoly, the KBO who I randomly picked the dinos because dinosaurs, like that was totally my qualifications. And then I looked into it and I was like, Oh, the dinos have never won. Nice pick on my part. Well, the dinos clinched and they did so historically. They clinched with a tie game, which apparently has never happened before in KBO, that a team has clinched their playoff berth with a tie game. Yeah, this is important in in other countries. Right, where they actually have ties. (laughs) Yeah, games can end in a tie as opposed to we're going to play, you know, 16 extra hours until somebody wins this thing. Yeah. But and the other cool thing is this is the first time in the Dinos history that they have been the first place berth going into the postseason, which is wild. And they have never won before. And in 2018, they were, in fact, last place. And the Wyverns, who we've been talking about every week as being like 34 games back, you're the team that you had picked, they were in first place that year. So it just goes to show that like a couple of years and tables can turn. Baseball is magical. You never know what's going to happen. So can I be on the Dinos bandwagon for the, you know, oh, for the sure. playoffs? I, I feel like I am very late in getting Dinos merch. Like there's got to be some Dino merch out there that I need. So we're going into, there's going to be a wild card round. The, the last game is of the regular season is next weekend, I believe the 30th. And then it goes wild card round. Best of three is the first round. Best of five is the second round. And then there's the Korean series. But go Dinos. Last thing about international baseball is we, last week I talked about how if you wanted to watch Mexican baseball, it would cost you 70 bucks for the season and that I would put it on our Google Doc. I found out that Dominican ball, get it under the early bird system. You can get the whole season for 15 bucks. And yes, it's in Spanish, but, you know, a lot of the vocabulary is really the same. You know, strike, strike. And, you know, look at it this way. This is your way to learn another language if you don't already mm-hmm. speak Spanish, right? And what better way than by watching your favorite sport? Yep. 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 And I'm going Lions there, too. Leones del Escogido is my team for Dominican Republic. And I didn't even think of that when I picked the Lions in Taiwan. I appreciate the consistency. Hooray. So when the World Series is over, you're going to have some extra time between that and then, you know, when you can watch the... Like, Korean finals and the CPBL finals and and then all of the winter baseball, you're not going to have any time at all. But if you can squeeze some stuff in, like maybe when you're, you know, dusting or taking out the garbage or doing laundry, please feel free to listen to some back episodes. I did. And it's kind of hilarious to listen to us at the beginning of time when we were just learning how to do this thing. And the episodes are a lot shorter than two. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> If you think your friends would like to hear us talk about baseball, please tell them about the podcast. Leave us a review or rating if you can do that. And maybe find us on social media. Hang out with us on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at No Crying in B-Ball. In the meantime, please wear your masks, wash your hands, keep your distance, and watch some baseball. Fight the man and say goodnight, potty mouth. Good night, potty mouth. You won't settle for any ordinary sour with Lord Squeegee at your service. 
you don't have to. He stops at nothing to ensure you receive only the very best. Pineapple, tangerine, and a hint of something. <laughs> and a hint of what? A word oh I don't my. know. I don't know. Anyway, it's very pineapple-y. 